Halito, and welcome to Native Chalk Talk, a podcast by Natives for all. Here, we're keeping our Native ancestors' stories and history alive, while also sharing with you our Native cultures, traditions, and more. I'm Rachel Youngman, a Choctaw originally from Anadarko, Oklahoma. I hope you'll enjoy this journey with me as we learn from our Native American guests. And stay tuned for the end of each episode, where we'll talk about some great ways to support Native causes and or Native-owned businesses. Let's get started. Hi, y'all. Rachel here. I've been taking my studio on the road this week all over Oklahoma, and we faced some technical difficulties for a few of these episodes. So please bear with us. The recordings aren't perfect, but hope you'll still enjoy. And thanks again for tuning in, everybody. But first, a word from our sponsor. The Choctaw Nation has always provided a foundation upon which a future can be built. From our home in Southeast Oklahoma, to a bingo hall that grew to be one of the largest casinos in the world. Today's summer school programs lay the groundwork for a love of learning. Small business programs support local economies. And with over 10,000 jobs created, Choctaw offers financial stability to tribal members and our neighbors. Together we build success, because together we're more. He's the 47th chief of the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, and I am incredibly proud as a Choctaw tribal member to say that he truly is a much admired and respected leader that gets the job done. And by the way, he did not slip me a 20 to say that. Today, I'm at the beautiful Choctaw headquarters in Durant, Oklahoma with Chief Gary Batten, where we're gonna talk about our tribe, our history, our heroic code talkers, and why the Irish and the Choctaw have a forever bond. But first, Chief, tell us more about the new headquarters and about yourself, how you came to work for the tribe and the good things you're doing for our community. Well, sure. Well, first of all, Rachel, thank you so much for having me on, on Chalk Talk. And uh, one of the things is, uh, of course, to tell you a little bit about myself, first of all, is um, I grew up in southeastern Oklahoma here in, on the Choctaw Reservation that we've just recently been, uh, has confirmed that it's never been disestablished. And I grew up on my grandmother's original allotment of land. And along with all of the other family, I always jokingly say that whenever the school bus stopped, and it was true, we had about 20 of us that got on the bus at one time. And so I grew up in that era, went to school at Clayton, had some tough times. We ended up, my father's from West Virginia. My mother is the full-blood Choctaw, okay. so I'm, I'm half. They met at Fort Sill here in Oklahoma. And uh, eventually got married. Of course, there was four of us. I was the youngest. And uh, anyway, I had a, my mom and dad ended up divorcing when I was about 13. My, after that, my dad and I and my oldest two, Brenda and Freddie, had moved back to on their own. And so it left me and Joe and my, my dad. We moved back to Clayton where my grandmother's original allotment land was, even though he was not the tribal member. He mm-hmm. respected my grandfather and him so much. Yeah. And uh, But anyway, he had a car wreck that paralyzed him from the chest down wow. and then about a year later I had a brother that committed suicide Joe which he and I was living together and so I don't tell that to tell that it's a sad story I just tell you that that's a part of my history that's a part of what's made me who I am today my wife and I started dating whenever I was 15 she was 16 and we're been married 34 years and uh, so I, I just tell that to then I started with the Choctaw Nation when I was we got married when I was 20 and I was going to Southeast Oklahoma State University started on a summer youth program 
and uh, started purchasing, typing up purchase orders. And back then, truly, you would type those out, not on a, a word processor. It's truly typed those out. Yes, they have. <laughs> and uh, so I was there until I graduated. Then I went to become the deputy director of housing, and I was there for seven years. We built about 2,000 homes. Went to the health system, was there for about seven years, and built a new hospital in Tallahanna. Built four different clinics, built a Chihololi women's treatment facility, a new recovery center, and then I became assistant chief in 2007, and then built five different casinos at that time, which Chief Pod asked me to develop an economic development plan for them, and so that's what we did, and then I became chief in 2014, and I know that's a synopsis, but that's kind of how I've gotten to where I am today. That's great. And coming from the scenario you talked about with so much happening in your life early on, and yet I've always known you to be such a positive person when I see you talking to tribal members. There's always a, such a sense of peace and encouragement. And of course, our ancestors went through so much, things we can't even imagine, but we ourselves still face our own trials, of course, and everyone has a story to tell and challenges that they face. Exactly. Well, we all have the chunk of blood that runs through our veins that I always say that uh, encourage me because there is tough times. We all endure tough times, but it's that chopped off spirit that of looking for a better tomorrow mm -hmm. and a better day that helps me. I mean, when you get up and you just, your eyes open. That's a positive sign. That's, you know, it's a, it's a new day. And so I think it's important that we keep that aspect. It, and I also believe that there's a, in this country, in this day and age, and I don't mean to start preaching too much, but uh, I've always believed you look at things to unite people. We can talk religion. We can talk politics. That will divide us. And just because we disagree doesn't mean that we need to be separated. We need to agree upon the things that we can agree upon. And let's move forward. Let's progress our people. Let's progress our nation you know, to, to the betterment of everyone. And anyway, that's because I saw it as a kid whenever I went through those tough times, whenever, you know, I don't mean it bad, it's just my mom and dad splitting. They had a difference. And mm -hmm. rather than uniting, it separated us. And then it caused a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. And so for me, unity is a very important thing. And we see you practicing that every day. For my listeners, the chief is being a little modest. He has accomplished an incredible amount of good for our community. He's been instrumental in improving our tribal housing operations and establishing programs such as the Choctaw Boys and Girls Club, the Drug Elimination Program, the Family Investment Center Program, and more. And he's also spearheaded the expansion of the Choctaw Gaming Facilities, creating over 700 jobs and boosting the economy, an increase of 69%, in fact. I'm actually staying at the Choctaw Casino this evening for the first time, so I'm excited. And remember, y'all, anytime you patron a Choctaw business or decide to partake in the gaming, for instance, you're also supporting our tribe. And those funds go to help our elderly and those in need with food and housing and supporting our healthcare programs. In fact, my great-grandmother's home was built by the Choctaw tribe, and it has always been a great sturdy brick home that the following generations have lived into. So Chief, tell us about your family, and then let's go back a ways, and I'd love to hear more about your grandmother as well. So all of our dollars is generated from our gaming facilities and from any... We currently have about 90 different businesses. Most people don't know that. From tribal yeah. classes to casinos and so wow. all of those dollars go back to help our tribal members. But we have 144 different programs from emergency services to, to uh, healthcare education, job opportunities, 
uh, housing, all of those, those dollars go to pay for that. It's run like a business that goes back to benefit the tribal members. Even when I stop at a Choctaw gas station with the little stores in there, they're always so well done. They're designed nicely. They're beautiful and they're clean. And I hate to sound biased, but the Choctaw, we do it right. Was there anything else you wanted to share about your family? I know that your grandfather didn't teach your mother to speak Choctaw, right? Well, definitely my, my uh, grandfather and grandmother. I just, I did not get to know my grandmother. She passed away in October of 1966. Uh -huh. I was born December 66. But uh, my grandfather, though, he did not pass the language on to my mother. Now, he did. Uh, of course, you have to realize the time. I mean, yeah. he was ridiculed for speaking the language, and he did not want my mother to go through the same problems that he endured. Yeah. But it was interesting. Uh, I graduated in 1985, and by that time, though, I learned more Choctaw from him <laughs> than he taught my mother because it was becoming, it was becoming more, more acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and nowadays, of course, we're teaching to numerous different high schools were different teaching to colleges and so on and because people are really want to learn they want to embrace their culture and heritage and we want to to provide that to them but grandma and grandpa it was just always interesting though that how they were very subdued they were always say when you get around our our full of choctaws they're very reserved I say they, they're, they're the most socially intelligent people I've ever been around. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that, they may not even be looking at you, but they know exactly what they're asking. They know exactly what they're doing, and they're judging you the whole time <laughs> based according to how you respond See, and how you answer. Stuff, exactly. Right? And and so, um, but, but Grandpa was that way. I can remember we would, at our house, we would say, Grandpa, it's time to eat. Are you ready to eat? He goes, my yeah. And he would sit there and he would roll his pants leg up and flip his ashes into his pants leg or on top of his cowboy hat. And it's like, Grandpa, you know, would you like me to get you an ashtray? Could. You know, he would never say, I was just like, Grandpa, yes or no? And, and he would just never would. And it's interesting, though, that I don't know if it was truly that time, but to stay subdued, to stay kind of non-committal was probably better for the family because if you said no I don't like that then automatically somebody said well yes I do then it would become a controversy I'm you're just the opposite meaning that not that I I don't want to fight but I mean if there's something that I strongly believe in yeah. I believe you go to the nth degree to faith mm -hmm. family culture I'm going to fight for those things but I think it's because I know the sacrifices that our people, not only my grandfather, but, you know, we hear the people going to the boarding schools and right now, you know, they're finding bodies in, in Canada. So we know that's happening at our areas and you know, we have not dug up those graves or anything. We're not going to. But my point being is that there's been tons of sacrifice. We came across the Trail of Tears and so on. So I try to encourage and want our young people to embody confidence and who they are. We can, I can wear my traditional shirt and go to the White House. I can be Choctaw and be in the White House and be confident in who I am. I shouldn't be cowered down because I'm going to go meet the president. Now, am I going to be respectful, hopefully honorable, and you know, all those things? Exactly. You know, definitely want to do that, but, but our people need to start standing up and we need to make sure that we stick up for our people. And, that's you know, that's the reason why I appreciate you, uh, Rachel, even doing these stories 
I cherish these stories. I, I cherish my grandfather's little sayings that he did and stories that he told, but those are not kept anywhere. It's true. They're just dust in the wind. If they're not passed down, they're gone. And I do respect those who don't want to share, but for those who want generations to come to know and learn from their history, this is hopefully one way for them to preserve those precious stories. I would have loved to have had my great-grandmother's full story, and now that we do know most of her history, it took 12 years to gather it, but I'm grateful for it, and I've learned you know, a whole lot from it, and I think I've even grown myself just from understanding her better. So my sister and I talk about this all the time. If we're sitting down and we're not doing anything, we're not honoring her memory. That's right. You talked about faith, family, culture, and that is really the backbone of the Choctaw people, right? Yes, definitely is. You know, faith in our God and faith in a, a greater cause and a greater purpose. You know, years ago, some people will say that, well, Christianity was the religion that was put. Yes. Yeah. But we always, as Choctaw people, believed in the greater purpose. We believed in, in a greater being. We believed in uh, the community. So uh, I keep going back to, you know, we adopted non-tribal members into our tribe years ago. Right. And the reason why we did that, because we embraced change. And good or bad, we're, we're very adaptable people. We came from Mississippi to Oklahoma. We adapted to this area. I think it's always been important that we embrace our faith because that's what guides us to the greater good. Family, I think you, yeah. everybody can attest that, you know, if it wasn't for our family, for my great grandma, grandpa, my mom and dad, brothers and sisters, that we wouldn't be shaped on who we are, whether it was mm -hmm. good situations or bad situations. I mean, I think it's all in the perspective and how you're willing to take that along. And then culture. Culture is the things that we do. And for me, it's bringing culture from the past to the current. So I believe in uh, there's our traditional culture, but I also believe we have an organizational culture just here at work, for example. Mm -hmm. And our traditional culture was based according to honor, integrity, you know, making sure that we helped out our family. Certain people had certain jobs, certain duties that they had to do. Mm -hmm. That's no different than today. And I think some people miss that disconnect because when I say culture, they think of, oh, well, that's speed work. Well, that's the stickball games. It's on. Right. But why did we do speed work? It was because we sat around with family. We told stories. So it's about the storytelling. We did the, when we played stickball, we played stickball because it, it's an honor to get on the field and represent Team Tushkahoma. And uh, it's about that being, again, a part of one, and being about the greater good. Mm -hmm. and, th and then it's also, sure, we can use the stickball sticks to tell stories about marriage. And that's the reason why we do those things, is to celebrate and show our ways through faith and our family and how we're all about being one and about being the greater good. I love that. And that's something we can embrace as Choctaw or whatever tribe or ethnicity you come from. So we talked about the land allotments in your family and how important and special they were. And my family's allotments are currently in Wayne, Oklahoma, although there were additional areas such as in the Arbuckle Mountains, but that portion has been sold. And so for those who may not know, the Dawes Act of 1887 allotted land, typically 160 acres, in Indian Territory to tribes including the Choctaw who were forced out of their lands giving up 11 million acres primarily in Mississippi. So tell us more about that history of the removal chief or as some would know it the Trail of Tears. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. 
Potential is everywhere in the Choctaw people. It's in our schools and students. It's in our small businesses and entrepreneurs. Potential is in our lifestyle and health. It's in our culture and heritage. Passion and commitment is in our blood. Ingenuity and economy are a tradition. And the Chutla Foundation was founded for this potential. To cultivate minds and hearts, to stimulate ideas and passions, to extend lives and improve health through education, and to preserve and promote the power of our past. The Chata Foundation, meeting the potential of the Choctaw people. Sure, well, I mean, I think that you have to look at, one, as a, as a chief, I think that would be a very difficult decision to go, do I leave from what I know, or do I pick up grandma, grandpa, kids, everybody, and move to, because I know Gary Batten, and what I mean by that, probably even along the Trail of Tears, I would have thought, I think we can escape. I think we could probably, but the, take, but off the, the take off through the woods. But the problem is, well, if I do that, what if they kill everybody? What if they we end up losing our nation? You would have to struggle with that and decide eventually whether you're going to be willing to move on. But we lost a fourth of our people. We lost a lot of our history. We lost a lot of our culture. But I also think about who we are as I call it the Chukta spirit, the Choctaw spirit. And But once we lost a fourth of our people, one of the soldiers told us about the people of Ireland and that was dying due to the potato famine. And we didn't have gaming facilities back then. Right. They truly pulled money from their pocket and gave to the people of Ireland. It was only like $137. I've been to Ireland and we did a dedication of the Kindred Spirits Monument. And to hear about that and people to hold the Choctaw people in such high regards. I mean, one day I was just wearing shorts and a t-shirt, just, you know, being casual. And they was just like, you're Choctaw, you're the Choctaw. Chief. We want to thank you so much for the spirit of giving us hope. And because that's what kept our country alive. And I just thought, wow, that's awesome that our people set that precedence for us. And just think this day and age, Right now, I think about if somebody made us be removed or made the United States be removed, mm -hmm. and we go, oh, that's okay. We're going to help out this other country. I don't think that would happen this day and age. I, think, I don't know that there would be that much generosity shown right. and forgiveness shown and still looking at that greater good. I just don't think that would happen. But but I think about that, and then I think about our co-talkers of World War One. Weren't even considered citizens of the United States, but yet fought along red, white, and blue, used our language to help end World War One. And I just think about, you know, how many people right now would say, okay, I'm not a U.S. citizen, but yet I'm going to go fight for you over in Afghanistan or wherever it yeah. may be. I just don't think that would happen. And so, again, I mean, we are such a forgiving people. We're such a, a people of looking at the greater good mm -hmm. that that really sticks with me. And that really is what motivates and drives me because I don't know that 
And that's what keeps me optimistic. There's an old story, Native American story, you know, that uh, in each one of us, there's a good and bad uh, wolf. And they say, so uh, they'll ask you, so which one are you? And typically the answer is whichever one you feed the most. And so you can be a bad wolf or you can be a good wolf. It just depends. And, and I think our Choctaw people has always chosen the good wolf mm-hmm. to, to always look to do greater good for everybody. And it's not a weakness. It's a choice. It's so amazing what our tribe did for the Irish. In 2019, you were nominated by the Smithsonian's National Museum of the American Indian and won the Lifetime Achievement Award in Global Citizenship from the Happy World Foundation for your, quote, record of protecting, revitalizing, and passing down the Choctaw culture, providing opportunities for employment, improved healthcare, financial stability, and overall well-being of all Choctaw citizens. Well-deserved. What else can you tell our listeners about our Choctaw people and their kindness and strength and bravery? You know, it's interesting. The the statue or the monument is called Kindred Spirits, and I truly believe that because there's something about going through travesty that really unites people. But they are such fun-loving, good-hearted people that they're a joy to be around. And like I said, it's just, for me, it felt like home. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that, that's a good way to say it, but meaning just that we had so much in common. For example, even in Choctaw, we say Chapisolachiki, which means there is, uh, until I see you again, because there is no goodbye in Choctaw. No goodbye. And I know I'm probably butchering this, but it's like, dear, which, which is, uh, basically means that until we see each other again. And that. so there's always these connections and so on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know, it just, I didn't realize that we had that much connection until I went over there. You know, you hear the story and everything. It's another country. And yes, it is. Across the yeah. seas. I mean, and yeah. all that. But yet, we are so united in spirit. Absolutely. And I appreciate the Irish people. And I've noticed they've been giving back to other tribes, too, during this time of COVID. And what's even cooler, in my opinion, and again, I, I'm not good about boasting on myself, but I can boast about our Choctaw people and our Choctaw people it's they said it's because our people gave them hope is the reason why they gave to the people uh, Rosebud Sioux I think it was and different ones that were going through the travesty they said you know uh, Native Americans helped us during that time we need to, to show the same spirit with everything that's going on in the world today it really just boosts your feelings about the good of humanity and you mentioned the idea of the co-talkers they truly are heroes and some people have never even heard of these guys would you like to talk a little bit more about that well i mean i think about our co-talkers they were sworn to secrecy so they never told their story and you know it wasn't until well i'm trying to even remember probably 10 years ago that we got them recognized through the federal government so that they could receive their medal, their families could receive the Congressional Medal of Honor. And I just think about how humble, but how honorable, how sincere, how Tushka warrior that they were to be willing to do what they did. I mean, though I keep saying for me, I know those simple words, but they mean a lot to me because they're value driven. You know, you don't just go, oh, I'm deciding to, to use my language to end a war, or I'm, I'm going to do this just because I think it's a good day to do it. They stuck to their guns, if you will, <laughs> and they helped in World War One. And so it's just awesome okay. to have that, to know that spirit runs through all of our veins. 
I mean, yeah. and if we can really embrace and encompass that and try to live up to that, it's a tall task to live up to that. Because, oh, you know, yeah. I keep saying, you know, it, it's a, in this day and age, it's easy to want to, don't want to turn the other cheek. You want to, to fight back. We want to argue or we want to, to do all those things. Sometimes it's as Tushka uh, warriors, you fight for the right reasons. To protect your family is a reason to fight. Just to fight, to fight, that's not being a Tushka. It's truly fight for the good causes. Yes, sir. And sometimes Tushka does mean being a silent warrior. As you mentioned, these code talkers had to be quiet about what they did in World War One. Could you imagine keeping that a secret? I'd want to say, guess what I did? You know, Joseph <laughs> Oklahoma, his wife did not even know that he was a, yes. Because he wow. didn't tell her. That amazing. I was really excited about the bill that passed that named 23 county bridges in Oklahoma after our Choctaw Code Talkers. In fact, the first bridge was dedicated in the name of one of the original Code Talkers, Joseph Oklahoma. Well, it's over between Antlers and Broken Bow. Okay, we're so, going to Antlers tomorrow. Okay, so maybe awesome. We'll find it. As <laughs> a matter of fact, we have a dedication at our uh, travel plaza okay. for designating that highway as a Code Talker oh, highway. And so there's a, a monument, just you'll have to park and walk over to that. But we, we want to do everything that we can to, you know, I just think it was sad that the families never knew the story. All the Code Talkers are gone. So they didn't get to receive the due and just honor the they deserve right. but it's great to see their families walk around with honor and pride because Absolutely. because they have that so we have tried to do our best to highlight that story to everyone and you guys have some exciting news coming up right the opening of your cultural center that's correct uh, we, and we call it Noataya, which means the Choctaw journey the thing is because we wanted to show highlight our past okay. of our culture and history but also we want to show modern day but also this is a journey so we're still on this Choctaw journey. Who knows if we're Choctaws are going to own land on Mars. We don't know if we're going to have Choctaw in the White House. Right. You know, so all of those things we wanted to make sure and keep people on that journey. But we are so excited that that's uh, for me, you know, in the past, everybody, when you read books, it's people that have told our story through somebody. Mm -hmm. This is the first time ever we're telling our story and how we want to tell our story. Absolutely. So it, it's important for us, and I hope it's a truly a preservation of culture and history for all of our Choctaws as they get older. And, you know, we have 202,000 tribal members. In 1997, we had about 48,000 mm -hmm. tribal members. So look how much we've grown. And I want people to truly know what that Choctaw, that Chipta spirit is that lives within them. We've definitely grown. I know you've spent a lot of time in the Choctaw communities, and as I read the Choctaw paper every month, I'm always amazed at how busy you stay, just constantly visiting with our tribal members, attending events, and fighting for our people. And when you talked about the cultural center opening, and again, that will both help our Choctaw people to keep our history and culture alive, but it's also open to the general public, correct? Oh, definitely. We want for as we as Choctaws to, to understand who we are and, and be able to live that, that history and culture. But we want to showcase our history and culture to the world. I want people, whenever they leave, to go, I wish I was Choctaw. And because of our giving spirit, of our generosity, and who we are as Choctaw people, I hope that's really, I, I'm hoping we did a good job yeah. of getting that, that message across. But but yes, I mean, it's, a, it's exciting to see 
Uh, our goal for this our chapter reservation for me is to long term long term is to become a regional tourist destination and I think about just think if you could have people from Europe that would come over they they do yeah. a month they could come here and they could stay literally for two weeks and experience mm -hmm. all that going from our capital to our gaming facilities to our cultural Absolutely. center to all of those things and so that's kind of the ultimate goal I can certainly see that I see your vision and I'll be supporting that. How can we all best support the tribe? Well, I think for me is one is just going to, if you would come and visit any of our businesses, that definitely helps because all those dollars again goes back to support 144 different programs that help not only our tribal members, but also we have dollars that we contribute to 170 different school districts, to, to local law enforcement, to local fire departments, all those things. So it helps raise our standard of living for everybody within our Choctaw Reservation. So that's one way. And then also just what you're doing, Rachel, I think people need to keep up with their stories of their family. Mm -hmm. We are not a tribe if we do not have people. And so we've got to keep those stories alive because, again, whether we're rich or whether we're poor, we've got to make sure that culture and history is not lost. So anything that people can do, and, and like I said, I know people are hesitant sometimes in coming forward with their stories, but I think that's usually an issue of trust. Sure. Once they trust somebody, then they're willing to share their story. And so, but anyway, that, I think that's just capturing that somewhere or another is critical. Now we have a Chutta Foundation, which we, I would encourage everybody if they want to contribute to the Chutta Foundation. Matter of fact, we, we match dollar for dollar for anybody that contributes money. I personally give to the Chutta Foundation. Uh, my wife and I, we very fortunate we was able to fund about 18 kids to go to college this last year. Oh. And, but again, when you do dollar for dollar, though, I mean, that's great. If somebody's willing to give a hundred thousand, that's two hundred thousand dollars immediately. Great it goes match. to help. So it goes from nursing to higher education to career development to you name it. So if anybody, I would encourage that would be the best place to donate. That's fantastic. And I'll be sure to post more about the Chukta Foundation on my Native Chalk Talk Facebook page or on my website at nativechalktalk.com. I hope you know how much our members and I appreciate your good leadership and what you've done for all of us. Please keep up the good work, Chief, and Yakoki. Yakoki, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Native Chalk Talk. Be sure to join our community on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Simply search for Native Chalk Talk. That's Native, C-H-O-C-T-A-L-K. And check us out at nativechalktalk.com. Stay tuned for the next episode. You're going to love it. Yakoki. Thank you, my friends.